Coming to you from Charleston, South Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Joey. And I'm Mason, and this is TBD Sportscast. Where we determine the most important sports topics of this weekend. On this episode, we're going to be talking about a huge game from last week, Mullets versus Mormons. We're going to be talking about our game of the week, some huge news in college football, a little bit of the playoff rankings, our top 25 matchups, and finally ending with some NFL. But before we jump into that, we just got to talk about how much this podcast has meant to us. Um, I just want to say thank you for all the support. Uh, it's, it's really great to be able to do something that I love and enjoy uh, so much and to be able to do it with uh, one of my best friends here. It, it just makes it so incredible and I, I, I thank you all for the support and the listening and all that. Yeah, and to everybody who's you know shared our podcast, listened to it every week, followed us on Instagram, all these different things. Thank you so much. Can't believe we're already on episode six. We're really looking forward to next week when we do our college football awards. And if you haven't voted on that, links in our bio on our Instagram. It's on Facebook. Go check it out. And uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Mullets versus Mormons. The CCU Chanticleers would go on to ten and zero undefeated, and the BYU Cougars would go on to nine and one. So last week, this wasn't even our game of the week. It originally was CCU versus Liberty, and that was going to be a huge game earlier in the season, and we were really disappointed because we were going to go into this game with the Chanticleers undefeated and the Liberty Flames, you know, now still at a winning record with one loss. So, But then the Liberty game got canceled, so we took it out of the podcast. Then after the podcast was edited and aired, we get this update that BYU is traveling to Conway to play CCU. Mm-hmm. And we were like, that's going to be a huge matchup. We finally have the undefeated matchup that we've been wanting all season. And mm-hmm. it was a great game, nonetheless. And just to let y'all know, when big updates come up after we have recorded our podcast, so we record our podcasts on Wednesdays, mostly Wednesday nights. Um, a lot of the updates come Thursday, Friday sometimes. So if you want to keep up with the the late updates after our podcast, go check out our Instagram on our stories. Uh, mostly I post about them, but I'm trying to get him onto it. But yeah, I mean, Coastal versus BYU, one of those matchups where like we didn't know we needed it, but we knew we wanted it. And, you know, it, it happened so, such last second and it did not disappoint at all. Uh, amazing matchup and you know this matchup really decided who could still have a chance at the playoffs now BYU start going into that game with a 24% chance of going into the playoffs I highly doubt it's that high anymore I, I, I haven't seen the numbers yet but I think Coastal's numbers should be pretty high now um, maybe not higher than Georgia's though um, but this game was absolutely incredible. It honestly did come down to whose defense could step up. Now, both offenses were kind of lackluster compared to how they normally play, but I really think that's because of these are two great teams facing off against each other compared to um, who they normally face off against, you know, who are a little underperforming. So, um, I think this was a great matchup and a great win for Coastal. What do you think? Well, I thought it was a great matchup as well. And going back to what you were saying about how this isn't the game that, or this is the game that we didn't know we want, but we needed. And I mean, this is the first game all season that's been played out of conference. This mm-hmm. was the first non conference game because it was Mountain and Sunbelt. Yeah. So. But no, I mean, I watched the whole game. It was a great matchup. Really, game of the defenses. I mean, the Coastal defense stepped up. The BYU defense stepped up. And I mean, it was like a lot of mistakes and just some really unnecessary, like, personal fouls on both sides. Especially, like, when Coastal, like, tackled tackled Zach Wilson after throwing an interception yeah. yeah it was it was really weird because and i mean the commentators even said something about it it would be incredible if because of this game that came out of nowhere started a new rivalry between the two teams where they match up now every year and they, there's a rivalry that is there that would be absolutely incredible it was a very intense game and it was weird because they didn't even know they were facing off against each other you know so it's it's pretty insane 
yeah, either way, great matchup. I called Coastal Carolina. I know you called Coastal Carolina. But that was, you called them for the Liberty game. I yeah. called. I went on Instagram, like I said, <laughs> and chose them for the BYU game. I even said it was going to be a close game, and they they didn't fail to disappoint. That last, those last couple plays, you know, BYU's driving down the field. There's like ten seconds left, and I mean, he is one yard short. Yeah, of the, my, of, of the goal line, and and they and Coastal Carolina wins the game. That was probably the craziest moment of that entire game. Being from the Low Country, I mean, it, my heart, win. my yeah. heart was beating fast. I was so nervous. I was like, they're they're running down the field. They're they're going crazy. The BYU offense showed up then on that drive, but it was just too late, and you know, time ran out, and Coastal's defense showed up, which was really needed. Yeah, and it was definitely the game of the week. I mean, a lot of the other games were good, but, I mean, not really. I mean, it was a lot of blowouts. You know, Clemson-Virginia Tech, uh, Alabama-LSU. This game Ohio was a game. State-Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this was a game that went down to the wire and was so, yeah, so much fun to watch. And, I mean, although I still don't like Coastal's field, like their color, the color of the field, the turf, those uniforms for both teams were just so, so nice, nice. Yeah, like being the uniform slick guy, yeah. yeah me being the I, for those who don't know i'm big on uniforms like if it looks good it looks good like i will choose a team because they look good i'm one of those kind of guys sometimes but those uniforms looked amazing and i'm i'm so excited for coastal yeah definitely great game all around so but another great game all around coming into this week our game of the week UNC versus number 10, Miami. This is going to be a great game. Let's take a look at it. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a really good matchup. So, but uh, you being the ACC guy, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. What do you think? Um, so with these two teams, I mean, Miami just missing out of the ACC championship. They really needed Clemson to lose a second game or Notre Dame to really lose to Clemson and some other team. But, um... I mean, it's a battle of offenses again. Now, Miami has a better defense. Uh, you look at a lot of the teams that they've both played, the same teams. Miami has beat them just like North Carolina has, minus Virginia um, and Florida State. But you notice the scores are so much closer with Miami and a lot lower. So North Carolina scores normally go up to 50s, high 50s, stuff like that. Meanwhile, Miami's averaging around the 20s. So when it comes down to it, you're looking at two teams who really like to throw the ball. Um, Miami is has a very mobile quarterback, and North Carolina has shown that they struggle with that. So I honestly think Miami will win this game. But it really depends on if Derek King will get the plays, play calls, and will be chosen to run the ball because that my North Carolina has shown that they can't defend against it. Yeah, and I mean you know Miami's coming off a huge forty-eight to zero win over Duke. I mean it's Duke though. I mean yeah, which and I was about to say the same thing about UNC coming off you know they're like forty-eight to three win against forty-nine to nine. Thank you very much. Oh sorry, whatever. Oh, I can't believe they got three field goals. Oh my gosh. So, but yeah, no, I think that Miami definitely comes out with this. They have an impressive win over Virginia Tech, and that was a close game. And I think that, you know, with that win over Duke, even though Duke, you know, probably is a little cupcake, mm-hmm. I think that it's going to be I think it's gonna be a good game. I think it's going to be a huge offensive matchup, like you were saying. But with Miami having the better defense over North Carolina, I'd say that Miami comes out on top with this one. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a close matchup. But it's just one of those things where I want North Carolina to win. Ever since they got Mac Brown, uh, as their new head coach at North Carolina, I've honestly been rooting for them because, I mean, they're the underdog team, you know, and this year they really showed that they're a good team. They just have some, some things to work on, but with with their struggles against mobile quarterbacks, it's just one of those things that Miami has that North Carolina can't defend yet, or at least they've shown that they can't defend it, so that's why I choose Miami. So moving on from that into some huge news in college football, at the University of South Carolina, they have officially found a head coach. Yeah, I, I don't really agree with this one. Um, I mean, I saw it coming, but I mean, South Carolina hires Shane Beamer, Frank Beamer's son. 
No. From Oklahoma. From Oklahoma. Now, Shane Beamer has been looked at by many teams for the head coaching job. But there's a reason he never got any of them. You know? And, I mean, Frank Beamer, legendary coach at Virginia Tech. Don't get me wrong. I think he was one of the best coaches to ever coach at Virginia Tech. But towards the end of his career, he he was struggling to win games, all that stuff. Um, and Shane Beamer, Shane Beamer is nothing like his father, I don't think. He's a very offensive-minded person, uh, nothing, uh, nowhere close to a defensive-minded. So I hope South Carolina is prepared to uh, – lose a lot of defensive uh, battles. Yeah, I, I still I disagree with that too. I, I'm afraid that we're going to have another must-champ situation at the University of South Carolina. But flipped. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I really think they should have hired Freeze or Napier. I, I mean, I think that they would have either one of them would have been better. I don't know about Shane Beamer. All aboard the Shane train, I guess. I've been hearing that a lot, but I, I mean, really don't think that was the right decision. I really don't think so either, but it was probably the cheaper decision for them. So, I mean, because they have to buy out Muschamps, so they don't want to spend a bunch of money on a new coaching contract, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, but, I mean, Hugh Freeze, so successful at um, Liberty right now. I don't see why they wouldn't choose him. It It's really disappointing. And, I mean, I'm a Clemson fan, and I'm saying it's very disappointing to see South Carolina sh- hire Shane Beamer now. If he shows up and becomes this great court or a great head coach, then that's fantastic. You know, all luck to him. But I just don't think that was the right decision. And even speaking to you just for a second about a completely kind of different topic, but you know, even as a Clemson fan, like you want to beat South Carolina, but you don't want it to be like a complete smackdown every year. I mean, the past few years, like. It went I mean, from a, it's it's gotten to have gotten boring at some point. No, it it's it's gone from one of those games that you always look forward to and you look forward to talking trash because like it's a good game, you yeah, know. Yeah, any team could take it. Yeah, uh, but like recently it's just been one of those things nowadays where South Carolina fans are just like, yeah, whatever. We suck and it's just like it doesn't make it fun. And you know, sometimes I don't even like last year I didn't even mind missing the game. Like, I, I didn't yeah. even watch it. Like, it was so depressing that, yeah. you know, so, I mean, I don't know. It was, and I think as football fans, like, we don't want to see blowouts. I mean, like, it's it's something about watching a good game that, you know, you get it, especially when it's your team and it's a good game. And, I mean, it gets down into your into your gut and you're like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? Like, it's kind of a scary feeling. Yeah. It's that feeling of adrenaline that's like, oh, my gosh, like, this could be a great game. Like, my team could win. This could be a huge thing. Like, an example of that game, like, for me was, you know, the Rose Bowl when it was Georgia versus Oklahoma in 2017. Mm-hmm. That was a huge game for me. I was, that was like the, that was like, honestly, the game that made me fall in love with football. Yeah. And, I mean, I swear, I still, like, watch that game, the highlights from that game, like, probably once a year yeah, because a I love that game. Another game, like, you know, for Alabama – LSU fans. I mean, Alabama didn't come out on top, but the Alabama LSU game from 2019 was a huge game. Yeah. Or the Clemson versus Alabama in 2017, 2016, yeah. where uh, Deshaun Watson throws it to Hunter Renfro with a, with one second yeah. left on the clock. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. to win the game. Like those those are great games. And it it's not necessarily that I don't like blowouts. I love to see Clemson show up the other team but it's also one of those things where i get tired of seeing the second and third stringers i like i enjoy seeing trevor uh travis skalski um you know amari rogers all them out there and when i see the second and third stringers it's kind of like okay well we're gonna give up plays that we shouldn't and you know so it's just one of those things where it's kind of upsetting but I don't know. I like watching football no matter what, yeah. but it's just boring watching the South Carolina Clemson game nowadays. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of some good games, definitely had some upset alerts from the past weekend. Oregon upset by Cal. I know I picked Oregon to win that. You picked Cal. But, I mean, what do you think about that? I think it was coming. I mean, Oregon's offense has not been an Oregon offense. Without Justin Herbert, they've shown that the quarterback position is kind of lackluster. Um, they're not as fluent as they used to be. 
Uh, Oregon is usually a very mobile team. Their quarterback's normally mobile, yet he still has a great arm. Uh, I mean, you got Justin Herbert, Marcus Mariota as two prime examples of that. Um, And just, I don't know, it's just not the same Oregon team that they used to be. And I, just, I, I really saw this coming because, like I said in the last episode, California has a history of beating Oregon, upsetting Oregon and stuff. I mean, every time I seem to watch the game, California wins the game. Um, and, you know, California is a great team, nothing against them, but I, I definitely don't think that this is a normal Oregon team, and I think they really need to figure out uh, their offense and their defense, really. Their, their defense is atrocious, which... I mean, it's no surprise, but their offense is a big shock because they're known for their offense. They're known for their other other than their no, uniforms. They're known for their offense, their mobility and all that and the trick plays. And it just seems like nothing's adding up to, for them. Yeah, definitely. So the next upset. So last week, I remember like saying this in the podcast, like word for word. I was like, I don't even really know who Rice is. There's no way they're going to upset Marshall. And Rice beat Marshall 21 to 0. And you also called that, Joey. I don't know how. I, I called it, but I didn't pick it. Yeah. You know, like I was saying, like, I, I was bringing up how Rice was giving Johnny Manziel a hard time when Texas AM was going through their run. Like, they beat Alabama that year, and all of a sudden, Texas AM is struggling against this unranked Rice team who I think had one win that season. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was talking about it. I was saying how Rice was. A competitive team. I mean, they may not be the most known team, but you definitely shouldn't sleep on them. They're one of those trap teams. Like Michigan State is. They're not the best team, but if you don't study the film correctly, they will tear you apart. And, you know, Rice showed up this game, showed Marshall who was boss. I mean, it was 20 nothing. I mean, Marshall's offense didn't show up. Their defense was there for a portion of it, um, but... Rice ran all over him. Yeah, definitely. So, well, I hope everybody is ready to talk about some playoffs because we're about to get into it. So, all right. So, the top six stayed the same within the college football playoff rankings. But not, I'm I'm not gonna lie here. I got some beef with Ohio State. I got some beef against the Big Big Ten. Um, this is ridiculous. You know. I mean, this rule has been set in place for years. And now I understand we're in different circumstances and different times where we have this pandemic going on and it's hard to hit six games with all these cancellations and such. But with the Big Ten doing this, they are doing this to accommodate one team and one team only. I mean, you're looking at this and you're saying right now, there's no way Northwestern is going to beat Ohio State. I mean, they're a decent team, but they're not a great team. Ohio State could lose it. Don't get me wrong. They have not been the normal Ohio State that they have been in uh, years past. Almost losing to Rutgers and Indiana. Yeah. But there, there should be no scenario where Ohio State loses this game. What disappoints me is this rule was set in place for years. And again... Because of the pandemic, I can understand it. But they're accommodating for one team and one team only. And again, my point from earlier season, Ohio State gets by on their name so much. Exactly. If Ohio State was losing, right? They had a losing record. There was no chance of the playoffs. If any team in the Big Ten had a had no chance of playoffs, the Big Ten would not do this. Nope. There's no chance the Big Ten would do this. They're doing this so they have a playoff team. And what I say to that is, honestly, whatever. I don't like it, but if Florida beats Alabama, I think that Ohio State loses every right of playoff. Agreed. I think Florida versus Alabama, Florida beating Alabama, should top Ohio State beating Northwestern, losing who lost to Michigan State. You know? I mean... Strength of schedule uh, plays big in this and conference champion. And when you're a conference champion, sure, Ohio State can win, but their their schedule compared to Florida's, especially now with Missouri being ranked, um, 
there should be no way that Ohio State should be in this playoffs. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about my main points all year about Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State came in late because the Big Ten, and that's something else too, the Big Ten tried to bully all of the other conferences to not do football. Yeah. And then when nobody agreed with them, we're like, oh, 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 now now we want to play football. Yeah. So I don't want to hear it from them, first of all. But my other point is that they've only played five games. They've only been in this thing for five weeks. Other teams have been in it for, you know, basically since the beginning. Going on 10, yeah. Going so, on 11. Yeah, no, we're, we're on week 15. Yeah. So some teams have literally been playing for 15 weeks. They've been playing for five. Yeah. Ridiculous. Or six, it's, it's, well, it's about six or seven. The, or Ohio State has only played five games. Yeah. So they've only played five games. Their strength of schedule is crap. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend earlier. He was saying, but yeah, that should tell you something, that we're still in the playoffs. You know, like we're still in the top four, you know, because we're Ohio State. And I was like, that proves my point. Because you're getting you're Ohio by State. on your name. That's not good. Like, let your team speak for itself. And this year they haven't. Yeah, sure, COVID, whatever. But like Justin Fields and Olave can't carry a whole team. And even, I mean, in, even then, in the Indiana game, Justin Fields showed that, showed that he couldn't carry the whole entire Ohio State team. He had a terrible performance. And it really showed. And, you know, they really tried hyping him up after that Michigan State team, that Michigan State game. And you know what? I didn't agree with it. Guess yeah. what? Like, like the play where he, he made a block for his receiver, you, you want to really know what that is? A stupidity. You're risking yourself getting hurt, your team losing their star quarterback, and losing the rest of the year, their season. Justin Fields is still young. Don't get me wrong, he's a great quarterback, but he's still making immature decisions. Like he he still has some learning and growing to mm-hmm. do as a quarterback. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong, he's a great quarterback, but the, he Ohio State doesn't belong in the playoffs. That's no, that's what I'm going to say. Like yeah. Justin Fields is a great quarterback. He's going to go high in the draft. Olave, great wide receiver. He's not going to be the only reason that he he can't be the only reason that Ohio State goes into the playoffs. They have to be chosen because of their skills overall. And Florida has shown that they overall are better than Ohio State. And I've heard talks, not it's more like rumor of Ohio State versus Texas A&M for this weekend. Although I don't think it's possible. I think it would be a great matchup. Oh, yeah. No, I would totally pick Texas A&M. I would pick Texas A&M. Yeah, exactly, because Texas A&M has a defense and they have an offense. They're actually a good team. That and that Ohio State has yet to face against, you know, and I think that Ohio State would be shown up. And I think that, you know, if Ohio State were to somehow make it into the playoffs, if they face Clemson again, they're going to lose. They're going to be cryo state again. Like they're just going to complain. Yeah. Oh, the refs were on their side. No, because you y'all are not a playoff team. Not yet. I think they have the ability to. But they, they have the they ability have, they to. They have but so much building to do still. Exactly. Like, and I'm not going to go into last season. That is past. Yeah. So, but so something else that we disagreed on again. Iowa State has made the jump to number seven in the CFP rankings over number eight Cincinnati and now number nine Georgia. I disagree with this. I disagree with this for a couple reasons. I don't believe that Iowa State is a better team than Cincinnati or Georgia. Cincinnati is undefeated. Yeah, sure, they haven't played a lot of good teams, but they did beat UCF. That's a good win. They haven't faced a Power 5 team. Georgia's also played some Power 5 teams. We haven't won those games. But our quarterback situation was pretty crappy, you have to admit. I'm not going to blame it all on the quarterback because we definitely had some bad play calling from our defense coordinator, Dan Lanning. Mm -hmm. And we've also lost a bunch of our star defensive players because of injuries. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have Richard the Count against Florida. Mm -hmm. So, yes, were they bad losses? Yes. Did we also have the odds not in our favor? Yes. Same thing with Clemson. Clemson had Trevor Lawrence out, and they had a lot of their defensive starters out and lost to Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. I would say if we could go back and play Florida again, maybe not Alabama, but if we could play Florida again with JT Daniels at starting quarterback, Richard the Count in, and Jordan Davison on defense, 
we would have won that game. All right. I'm a because re- remember too, remember too though, against Florida, Dewan Mathis played the majority of that game because okay. Stetson Bennett got hurt, and he's even worse than Stetson. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say this all out, and I just need you to listen. I'm gonna go off of strength of schedule. Okay. I'm just gonna name a few teams. All right, for Iowa State, we got West Virginia, winning record, pretty good team. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, Kansas State. That's five teams. Georgia, Alabama, Florida. Now you can argue for this coming weekend with Missouri. I would even really argue it because, I mean, Missouri's barely ranked. Yeah. And y'all struggled against Kentucky. Again. With Stetson Bennett and missing starters on our defense. So what I got to say is Iowa State has showed that their offense is lethal. They're running back. I mean, Brees Hall has taken storm. Like, he has taken over the talks of Chupa Hubbard. He is now the, the eye candy of the running back position. Now, Georgia has JT Daniels, yes. But he can't carry a team. Like we were saying with Justin Fields. JT Daniels can be a great quarterback all he wants. But everything else on Georgia has not been adding up. The college football committee sees that. As the season goes on, yes, Georgia's winning. With great fashion, too. But they also see Iowa State and they see that they're still building and they're still going and they're defeating teams with wow I mean West Virginia was supposed to be a close game and then they just got shut out and I mean even South Carolina scored on y'all you know so I think Georgia's a great team don't get me wrong but Iowa State has to be ranked above them because just due to strength of schedule and strength of wins Iowa State blows y'all out of the water. They had Oklahoma and beat them. Now, yeah, they lost to to Louisiana for the first game of the season, which is disappointing. But they have shown that they've gotten stronger through the season, and Georgia, halfway through the season, finally got stronger. So Now, I hear what you're saying, and I agree with pretty much everything. Their strength of schedule is better than ours. They won the games they needed to win, and they only have the one loss. Two losses. And they only have the two losses. Now, we also have two losses, but we don't have as many Power 5 wins. But if we were to put Iowa State up against Florida, Iowa State would not do as well. Or against Look, we can put them up against... If we were to put Iowa State up against Florida or Texas A&M or Ohio State... We'll say it about that far. Honestly, you're naming some great matchups. I would really like those. <laughs> yeah. But if we saw that with any of those six through four teams, because I'm not sure about Clemson, Notre Dame, or Alabama, mm-hmm. Georgia would play better against any of those teams than Iowa State would. Now, that's just my opinion. You may not agree, but I think that we would beat those teams harder than Iowa State would. My only problem with that statement is Iowa State has shown that they can defend the past. They have defended against top offenses in college football. So Bridge of the Count should be coming back in this week. Pretty sure Jordan Davis is too. Those are some of our best pass covers. But you put Georgia against Sam Ellinger, Rattler. I mean, two we of the best. Have to remember, we also have Aziz Ojolari, who's one of the number one in sacks in the SEC. Mm-hmm. He's really good at strip fumbles, especially on quarterback sacks. I'm pretty sure he's had at least three or four this season already. I don't know. I, I, just, I just think Iowa State just has... A better a better look on themselves right now. I think Georgia's still cleaning off the dirt, a little bit of Agreed. rust, and, and like, Iowa we'll State. To, we'll just have to de- we'll just have to disagree to disagree. Well, hold on. We'll agree to, to disagree. We'll just have to agree to disagree. I mean, yeah, I mean, and I'm sure when it comes to the end of the season, it it probably will be a Georgia versus Iowa State in the bowl game. All right, so 
Getting out of that, let's head into the top 25 matchups. Number one, Alabama versus unranked Arkansas. This is their last game of the regular season. What do you think? Alabama. 100%. If Arkansas were to win this, I would cry. That'd be amazing, but it won't happen. No, it won't happen. So, all right, number two, Notre Dame. Bye week. week. Number three, Clemson. Bye week. week. Super excited to see them next weekend, though. In 100%. ACC championship. Yeah. Number four, Ohio State versus unranked Michigan has been canceled. And this is Ohio State's last game of the regular season. We will see them next weekend against Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship. Yeah, uh, most likely their last game of the regular season, unless they reschedule uh, to a different team for this weekend. Uh, For updates on that, go check out our Instagram. Number five, Texas A&M versus unranked Ole Miss. Postpone. This was a matchup I was so excited about. I thought that Honestly, if, if yeah. any unranked team could beat Texas A&M, it was going to be Old Miss. Corral yeah. and his offense is is lethal with with Lane Kiffin, dude. Yeah, I mean I agree. Um, Especially the way they played against Alabama. I mean, look, dude, Old Miss played better against Alabama than Texas A&M did. Yeah, I, I think well, maybe not way. in like the fourth quarter, but the first three quarters, mm-hmm. passing yards were insane. Oh yeah. I think the way that Texas A&M faced off against LSU really showed that they have a bunch of weaknesses. And, and Auburn. They were losing at one point. Yeah. Um, which I called. Um, yeah. I was wrong. It yeah. was closer than I thought it was going to be. But uh, so, I mean, it shows that they have a bunch of weaknesses. Something's not adding up anymore uh, for Jimbo Fisher. And I think it would have been a really good game. But it is yeah. pers- postponed. So, Number six, Florida versus unranked LSU. Yeah, so this is a, a matchup that was supposed to be week two. Um, supposed to bring LSU back up from their disappointing loss against Mississippi State, but of course, got rescheduled. Um, I'm picking Florida here. Yeah, Florida definitely. I mean, would it be nice to see LSU come out and no. win? Maybe, but actually no. no, because we need Florida to do really, really well against Alabama. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I will never root for LSU. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't blame you because of last year, but... It's not even just last you. year, but it's it's mostly because of last year. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm definitely picking Florida, and this is Florida's last game of the regular season. So yeah. they play Alabama next weekend in the SEC Championship in Atlanta. Super excited about that one, and th- I'm only going to say this once this season, but go freaking Gators. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see how Florida goes from this game to Alabama. Absolutely. All right, Iowa State. Bye week. week. Number eight, Cincinnati versus Tulsa has been canceled. canceled. It's canceled because they face off next weekend. <laughs> yeah. So, and that was their last game of the regular season. So. Yeah. All right. Number nine, Georgia versus number 25, Missouri. If Georgia were to lose this game, I would probably gouge my eyes out. There's no way that Missouri takes this. I'm going with Georgia. I'm kind of interested in this game. I mean, Missouri has lost every big game that they've had. Um, but they can throw the ball. Georgia, they're getting all their people back, though, This for this game, I believe. So. Yeah, should be. Yeah, so I just I think Georgia will win this. It would, it would be cool to see Missouri win, but um, Georgia won this. All right, number 11, Oklahoma versus unranked West Virginia. Um, I'm definitely going with Oklahoma on this one. I mean, West Virginia just had that bad loss last week to Iowa State. Iowa State. And Oklahoma looked pretty good against Baylor. Although I will say that game was pretty close up until like the very end mm-hmm. when Oklahoma got like a two touchdown lead. But it was it was a bigger game than we thought. I think that this is another game that was rescheduled from earlier in the season. Uh, I think Oklahoma wins this. Uh, before, if you asked me a few weeks ago, I would have said um, West Virginia, but uh, Oklahoma wins this one from where they're at now. Uh, number 12, Indiana versus unranked Purdue is unfortunately canceled. canceled. It was the last game of the regular season, too. So, yeah. I mean, they're they're both done. Big win from Indiana, though, last weekend. Uh, defensive game, for sure. Um, Coastal Carolina versus Troy. Last game of the regular season for the Chanticleers. Dude, Coastal all the way. They oh, got to go They gotta go undefeated the whole season. Undefeated. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Coastal here. Uh, Troy could be a trap game, but uh, 
Coastal better win this. Absolutely. All right. All right. Number 14, Northwestern versus unranked Illinois. Illinois put up a good fight against Iowa till the second half. Um, Northwestern wins this. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Northwestern all the way. Number 15, USC versus unranked UCLA. So it looks like Joey was correct in last week picking USC. I don't think he really wanted to, but I think he's glad that he did. Yeah, I'm picking UCLA this game. <laughs> I'm still picking USC 4-0. USC's no. 4-0. I'm picking UCL- USC. Now, granted, Oregon is not as good as a team as they started out to be, but UCLA put up a good fight against Oregon, so I think they can handle USC. Yeah, we'll have to see. This is also their last game of the regular season. Yeah, which is insane. So, number 16, Iowa versus unranked Wisconsin. Wisconsin had a terrible game against Indiana's defense. They've just been so bad this season. They started off incredible. Yeah, their quarterback was amazing, and then all of a sudden, they just it just blew themselves. up. I know. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely picking Iowa. Yeah, I'm going to pick Iowa. They, they had a rough start against Illinois, but I'm picking Iowa. So, number 18, BYU versus unranked San Diego State. BYU coming off that loss against the Chanticleers last week. Um, but I still think that BYU takes this one. BYU. Definitely. And this is the last game of the regular season. Yeah. So. All right, number 19, Louisiana. By week. week. Number 20, Texas versus unranked Kansas. Oh, my. Dude, okay, this is so funny because Kansas is literally 0-9. I mean, Kansas this is, is all. this is a uh, postponed game. Yeah, I mean, Kansas has always been a uh, a bad football team. Yeah. Um, Les Miles makes it a little less bad, but he's not coaching currently, so um, Texas. Yeah, definitely Texas. Their last game of the regular season as well. Yeah, we will not see Texas next week. No, they were... In the Big 12 championship. They were supposed to be favored for the Big 12, but uh, I guess this just wasn't their season. Oklahoma's looking for that rematch, but I'm still picking Iowa. I'm still picking Iowa State there. Um, 21 Colorado versus unranked Utah. Jake Bentley. He's He's so bad. He's worse than he was at South Carolina. Dude, when I saw him play against Oregon State, I really was thinking to myself, dang, like, he was actually pretty good at South Carolina. Like, seeing how he plays now, dude, he also needs to shave. Like his little pedo stash isn't isn't good. Have you noticed that pretty much every quarterback, every white quarterback on the West Coast, whether they're in the Pac-12, Mountain, or whatever, they all have mustaches. Yeah, I think uh, Gardner Minshew started that, and it's kind of just like became a thing. I know, dude. Cause I don't Jake know Bentley why. has one, and then the quarterback at. Washington had one, yeah. and then JT Daniels, when he came over here, he had one. That's terrible. <laughs> so, all right. But, yeah, definitely picking. I'm, You know what? I am going to go with the upset on this one. I'm going with Utah. No, I'm picking Colorado. I'm going with Utah. So, in this Colorado's last game of the regular season, number 22, Oklahoma State versus unranked Baylor. How are they still ranked? I have no clue at this point, but I'm going with Baylor. I think they put up a really good fight against... Oklahoma last week, and I think they're going to beat one Oklahoma team this year, and I think it's going to be Oklahoma State. I'm going with Baylor. This is hard. Um, Oklahoma State not playing how they used to. Um, coming off of a tough loss against TCU. Um, coming off of a three tough losses. I mean, understandable losses. Oklahoma. I believe Iowa State and TCU. But I just can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I I can't pick Baylor because Baylor, although put up a decent fight against Oklahoma, I feel like Oklahoma State's offense has finally woken up. Their defense came back. So I think Oklahoma State wins this. I don't think I've picked an upset yet. No, I did. I picked UCLA. Exactly. All right. So, number three, NC State. Bye week. week. All right, so that concludes our top 25 picks. We're about to move on to the NFL. Let's go link up with Michael. All right, so let's go ahead and get into the NFL real quick. Michael, how are you doing today? Doing as best as I can, given how bad the Falcons played on Sunday. <laughs> I got you. Well, speaking of the Falcons, let's 
let's go ahead and get into the Falcons versus the Saints game. Let's let's go over a little review. Well, it was disappointing as usual because Falcons fans, you know, we uh we get our hopes up and we always get crushed. Uh, the game started flat, just like the last one. They really didn't progress. I mean, receivers were dropping open passes. Yeah, the the offensive line held up, you know. Uh, not eight sacks this game, which was great. Um, but I've been saying this ever since I started talking with y'all about football, about NFL. Is like, you know, it, it, the Falcons' problems is coaching. It all comes down to coaching. This game was another great example of how we need to clean house. We need to get rid of these coaches, especially Dirt Cutter. Definitely Raheem Morris now, for sure. Definitely, definitely Raheem Morris now. They just don't seem to learn from their mistakes. And when they do, it's like it doesn't really matter because, you know, the season's lost anyway. But, like, all you want to do is beat your rival. Saints are the rival. We hate the Saints. The Saints hate us. And, you know, Raheem Morris really had two chances to show us, like, hey, like, I could be the head coach of this team next year. And really, his two – you know, I don't know, I guess tests would be, would would have been to like come out of the bye week, beat the Saints in their own house, and then do it again at home. And those two losses were really, really embarrassing, man. Like the, the bad part is, is like they came back. They, they, they didn't come back. They just had, they got really lucky. Like the Saints defense had a lot of penalties on this drive in the second half that could have led to the Falcons taking the lead. But, uh, you know, we got down to the 12 yard line. And their cutter again wants to. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to blame him, but I want to blame him because, like, I understand why he called, you know, a run play on third and goal. You know, you only needed two yards. Or no, yeah, it was like there's like third and two. You only needed two yards about the twelve yard line, and you know, uh, just thinking about it pisses me off because it was like he called this run play. And Todd Gurley just runs back nine yards because he tried to bounce it outside, and that put us in fourth and nine. It's just like, bro, like that that lost us the game. But like, what got us there, got us to that point, was like the passing game. So like, to go from that to running the ball, trying to be conservative, just pissed me off. It was just very upsetting because then it went from you know, you don't you, you don't ever run backwards. You don't run backwards. Mm-hmm. You run forwards. And we talked about this last last episode. For our college segment for a little bit, but yeah, what what do you what do you think was different for Atlanta between what what was the difference between this game and the Raiders game? Like, was it Atlanta themselves, or what is it? Just the Saints defense is better than the Raiders defense. Saints defense is ten times better than the Raiders defense. Saints defense is the number one run defense in the NFL. You know, the Saints have good cornerbacks, but they. Like this specific drive, the cornerbacks were the ones that gave us hope because they kept getting pass interference and you know holding yeah. calls and stuff. And it was just like they like they like to grab onto these receivers. You know, I mean the, the Raiders' defense is nowhere near what the Saints' defense is. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely the opponent difference in last week and this week was you know big difference, really big difference there. And the offense too, like. The, the differences between the offenses between the two teams as well? Or is oh, that yeah. just... Yeah, Sean Payton, Sean Payton, as much as I hate Sean Payton and I want to punch him in the mouth, <laughs> is he is he is a good offensive head coach, mm-hmm. a good offensive mind, and, you know, he he outplayed, he, he outplayed us, man. He, he caught some good plays. I mean, it sucks for us because it's like, this is Taysom Hill's third career start and... Uh, we should be able to, you know, rattle him. And, mm-hmm. you know, he got his first ever career passing touchdown against us. And I mean, that's what happens when you play the Falcons. It's the backup's backup, and he still beat y'all twice. <laughs> it's upsetting. It's, it's really upsetting. But, I mean, it really is. we had a chance to win it at the end. Todd really didn't lose us the game, but he kind of did lose us the game. <laughs> it's just yeah. – it, I watched I watched the replay of it. Of the game, and I like it got, it got to that part, and I was just like, man, just run forward, make it a fourth and two, you know, <laughs> don't make it a fourth and nine, you know, fourth and two is way more manageable than a fourth and nine. <clears throat> sad, it's very sad. But then we got the Chargers this week, and the Chargers are the AFC Falcons because they lose in spectacular <laughs> ways like us. So I'm pretty sure that that game will be one to watch. And I'm sad that I'm actually gonna miss it, but uh, it's gonna be, it should be a good game. Speaking of. Uh, games upsetting people. 
How about that Washington versus Pittsburgh game? Loved every second of it. Me too. Loved every <laughs> second of it. I love I Pittsburgh people might hate me for this, but y'all 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 were so fraudulent. Fraudulent undefeated team. I'm glad it happened to the team yeah. with no name. Yeah, I mean Pittsburgh didn't really face any real tough opponents. The only time they could beat only time they faced Baltimore, I think, too, was without Lamar Jackson. Or did they face them with Lamar? They faced them. They faced them earlier. Okay, they, they faced them earlier. By the refs. They got uh, bailed yeah. out with the refs. And then this game, the game before the Washington game, they played like the practice squad because half the team was like on the COVID list. Yeah. But my thing, but my thing is those Pittsburgh fans wanted to like blame it on like the days to prepare. And I had I, I tweeted this out. I was like, "Don't blame the loss on like they Washington had twelve days to prepare, and we had five days to prepare." It's like, no, nah, dude. Like, this is the pros. Like, these are the pros. Yeah, this is like that's part of it. You know, this this is this is pro football. Like, mm-hmm. and on, on a regular schedule, you have six days to prepare. I'm assuming because the game's on Sunday, so you have six days to prepare for mm-hmm. the next game. What's one less game, man? It's like, and plus you're undefeated, so I'm pretty sure the coaches know how to run this team well. Yeah, Mike Tomlinson is an incredible coach. Yeah, he's great. Like, I have mad respect for him, but like, don't blame that loss on days to prepare, man. You, you had five days, like, you were definitely well rested. Like, mm-hmm. this is the pros. Like, I ain't blaming it on that. I'm bl- I, like, they had five chances to score at like at the goal line. Like, they had five chances and you couldn't get a yard. Mm-hmm. If you can't get – Mike Tomlin said this. I'll quote him. He was saying that if you can't get one yard when you need one yard, you don't deserve to win. Yeah. So, he's right. So – Chase Young is a baller. Yeah, 100%. Chase yeah, so had that big goal line stop. <laughs> Heck, yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and head into our picks for the week. Go ahead and head up with the games. All right, so first up is Thursday. We got a rematch of the Super Bowl 52. All right, so Patriots-Rams, rematch of the Super Bowl. Uh, it's in L.A., but I guess home field advantage really doesn't exist when you don't have fans in the stands, so yeah. that's like whatever. Uh, it should be a good game. The Rams' defense is great. The Patriots' defense just blew out the Chargers, like 45 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, in that exact same stadium because the Rams and Chargers share a stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, that is going to be a tough game. I'm sure it'll be closer than people think, but I think the Rams will come out on top because the Rams have a better offense, their defense. But you are playing against Bill Belichick, so. I mean, they're playing against Bill Belichick, but and and Cam Newton, but Cam Newton has nobody to throw to. They, he's got Whitehead as his running back. I think Rams win this with a uh, pretty um, convincing win. Yeah, I'm going with the Rams, too. I think Jared Goff is a really good quarterback, and he's going to throw. It's going to be passing, and, yeah, the Rams are going to win. Now, I wouldn't go as far as saying Jared Goff is a really good quarterback, but he's a good quarterback. <laughs> I would take him over Cam Newton any day, just saying. Uh, this next game will probably be – it could be upset territory. It's Vikings and Bucks, And mm-hmm. the Vikings are a very – they're like sixth in the league, I believe, in rushing. Tampa Bay has allowed the fewest rush yards this season, yards per game this season. Granted, um, Minnesota has one of the best wide receivers in the league right now. 100%. Justin Jefferson is a baller. And Adam Thielen's a good you – know, And Adam Thielen. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who I'm gonna pick with this one, Mason. Who you think? Who you think is gonna win this one, Mason? I'm gonna go with the Vikings because I don't like Tom Brady. <laughs> I've been pulling against Tom Brady all season. My my roommate is a huge Bucks fan, but only because of Tom Brady. So he basically became a Bucks fan when Tom Brady left the Patriots. So he's really just a Tom Brady fan. So I was pulling against every single game. I actually pulled for the Saints. I pulled for the Saints over the Bucks. So, well, <laughs> I I didn't, but I understand why. So yeah, so yeah, definitely. I, also, I just think the Vikings are the better team. So I think that I think the Bucks are still getting their getting their stuff together. I think they're still. I think it's a rebuilding year for them, even though they have Tom Brady. So 
Yeah. Uh, I'm going to... Yeah, go ahead, Joey. Um, I don't think the Vikings have a good enough defense to go up against Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Gronkowski, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. I think the Buccaneers have a better defense compared to the Vikings. I think... Granted, their cornerbacks aren't as aren't as talented to cover Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph. Um, but I think the Buccaneers come out of this with a win. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to say the Vikings. I'm going to go with the Vikings just because the Vikings have like woken up mm-hmm. all of a sudden and they're playing good ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'll be close for sure. I think it'll be a very you know a tough game. Um, but I'm gonna go with the upset and say the Vikings are gonna upset them, and it's gonna be hilarious to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, next game is your team, Joey. It's Panthers versus Broncos. So I'll let you take this one first. Uh, this is gonna be sad. So Christian McCaffrey is supposed to be out for this game. Uh, they haven't come out with an announcement saying otherwise. Uh, they have eight inactives due to COVID, including Curtis Samuel, and DJ Moore. Um, yeah, no, unfortunately, but Broncos are missing out on their quarterback. Um, that's really hard actually. Now thinking about it, uh, I think Broncos are actually going to beat my team. Unfortunately, um, eight inactives due to COVID and Christian McCaffrey being out. It's just too much. I mean, the defense could step up, but we have nobody on offense except for Teddy B. So. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Broncos to win. And uh, when you have that many people missing, especially yeah. your number one weapon, Christian McCaffrey, is probably going to be tough. But, I mean. We're missing our number one, two, and three weapon. <laughs> yeah, like, that's insane. No, nah, but yeah. the Broncos, you know, Broncos aren't a consistent team. I mean, they no. did play Chiefs close last weekend. But, yeah, I picked the Broncos to win. Mm-hmm. The Broncos. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, so, we got next one is Chiefs and Dolphins. This Eleven and one versus eight game. and four. It should be a good game. Um, <laughs> it's hard to bet against the Chiefs. Uh, I'm gonna go Chiefs win, but it's not gonna be easy. I think it's gonna mm-hmm. be. I think it's gonna be you know, a two Whatever. touchdown yeah. game. Like, I think they'll win, but it'll, it'll be close. And the Dolphins will make it a game. Well, everyone who listens to the podcast knows that I like to pick the upsets. So I'm going to pick Tua and the Dolphins. This one's hard for me. I mean, Miami has a lot of Clemson players on their defense. Uh, Not so much on their offense, but a lot on their defense. But the Chiefs, I mean, a few years ago, they didn't have a defense whatsoever. They were mainly offense. That's why they couldn't make it to the Super Bowl. And all of a sudden this year, they have a defense and an offense. Um and a special teams. And a special teams. Meanwhile, the Dolphins are still trying to figure th- some things out. They're great. They're a good team, but they're not great yet. I think the Chiefs win this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Dolphins, they're they're on the right path. I don't think this is like, you know, the, the win at all type of year. But mm-hmm. before, when no one expected that, that's a good thing. I mean, look, if they make the playoffs, I think that's good enough for Miami fans. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Texans Texans Bears. Who do you think wins this one? I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick the Texans, honestly, because Sean Watson really upset last week after losing to the Colts, man. He's crying on the sidelines. I think he's yeah. pissed. Yeah, he was upset. He felt like he lost that game with that fumble. Uh last chance for the Texans to win that game. Uh, I think Texans win it dude just because of Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I was gonna say Bears do got a good defense though. Bears do got a good defense. I mean, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'd say Texans still win because of Deshaun that, Watson. That is true. Texans don't have an offensive line to protect Deshaun and the Bears have Khalil Mack and honestly just did a, a great defensive line. But I think Deshaun is gonna put this team on his back. Yeah. Yeah, Texans are gonna win. They'll figure out a way to do it. Okay. And as much as I, for this next one, as much as I want to pick, pick against the Saints, unfortunately, I think the Saints are going to win against the Eagles. And the Eagles are starting Jalen Hurts now. Eagles are starting Jalen Hurts over Carson Wentz. Roll Big time. shot. Big shot in the NFL. First, first NFL start. Yeah. Um, 
I'm gonna pick the Saints though, unfortunately. I hate the Saints, but it's hard to uh, I mean it'll probably man, it might be a good game. Might be a good game. I mean, the Eagles <laughs> Eagles are bad, <laughs> but Jalen Hurts is, you know, he came yeah. in during the Packers game and did some things, so I mean, this game I think determines really determines if the Eagles are still in it for the playoffs. Uh, yeah. or the Giants clinch it. So I think the Eagles are going to go out there and play a tough game. But, I mean, are the Again, Saints going to put out – You're going their, against the yeah. Saints with – you're going against the Saints with, you know, a good offense, which is somehow yeah. still good with Taysom Hill at quarterback. Are, <laughs> so, now are the Saints going to put in their backups in order to preserve their starters? You know, there's all those what-ifs and all that. But I I'll, doubt I'll that will happen. Play. Still a little early. Yeah, I I'll go ahead and pick happen. the Saints. Mason? Hmm. I'm going to pick the Eagles. I'm going to go with my boy Jalen. I mean, I like that pick. It's just, yeah. That'd be great. It'd be great if like it was like a shootout. That'd be awesome. All right. Mm-hmm. So we got the football team versus the 49ers. Five and seven versus five and seven. Uh, football team is obviously riding the high from oh, yeah. being the undefeated Steelers. I'm picking uh, Ron I'm going, Rivera. I'm going, I'm going football team as well. I'm yeah, I'm going, I'm going football team. I'm going Ron Rivera. With the story about Alex Ron Rivera, Alex Smith, I mean. Big time. Alex Smith, that's, that's an incredible yeah. story with him, man. Amazing story. But NFC North matchup, Packers and Lions. Nine and three versus five and seven. This is always a great game, though. It is, and I'm picking the Lions to upset. Yeah, I'm same here. The Lions. I'm going Lions upset. I'm going with my Georgia boys. This this is a big game because I mean the one game that flashes back in my mind is that hail mary play. Yeah, these teams always play each other tough, man. It's yeah, like, they're, they're usually always a good one. I, th- I now, think this game, this game, I don't think it really. Well, I think the Packers are trying to go for. The number one C, I believe. Um, Possibly. Obviously, they have to win. They, they got to win yeah. to try and get number one. So, of course, they're trying to get there. But I'm picking the Lions to upset because these games are always close. Yeah, I'm a I'm a pick the Packers. I'm yeah. gonna go against y'all. Okay. I'm gonna I'm okay. gonna pick the. I mean, I'm I'm picking the Lions because of Matthew Stafford and the quarterback and 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 Swift. One thing that is Our sad though is. Is Kenny uh, Kenny Galladay? I don't think he's gonna play, which is really bad because I need him A for fantasy and A I need him and B to help upset the Packers. But we'll see. A and uh, A. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so this is the, the, probably the biggest, the best game of the week is the Sunday Night Football game: Steelers and Bills. The Bills are playing mm. good football, and the Steelers obviously just lost their first game, so they're probably pissed. It's in Buffalo. It's going to be a good, good game because the, the Bills' offense is really good with Josh Allen, Stephon yeah. Diggs. Uh, but the Cole same Beasley. is Cole, Be- yeah, Cole, Cole Beasley. Beasley out. <laughs> Cole Beasley's balling. Yeah. He's balling out. Singletary and, uh, as well. I think that – and then with the Steelers, I mean, the Steelers obviously have, you know, good defense and a good offense. They got T.J. Watt on defense. And then, like, the Steelers' offense, they got – all these wide receivers all of a sudden are really good. Yeah. I mean, Juju's been good, but like, yeah, you know, Washington and Claypool, Claypool and Johnson, yeah. like they, they, they came out this year. So mm-hmm. it's going to be, I think it'll be a very even match game, to be honest with you. Um, but <sighs> I want to go upset and go with the Bills, but I'm, I'm picking the Steelers, man. As much as I don't want to, I'm, I'm picking the Steelers. I'm going the Bills. Steelers. Mm. I think it's going to be a close game, though. I think it'll. I think it'll be. I think it'll come. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be like a a touchdown difference. Like it'll. Be, yeah. It'll be something like that, like a field goal difference. Like, or it could be a very defensive game because the Bills also have a good defense as well. Mm-hmm. They have one of the so, best defenses in the league. Yeah, and Pittsburgh's uh, only a lot. They're allowing seventeen point six points per game this season, which is also the fewest in the NFL. So you know, it's going to be. These are two evenly matched teams, in my opinion. And that is all of week 14. All right. Well, thank you, Michael. It was good hearing from you this week. 
Um, sure. Looking forward to uh, the award show uh, next week as well. Seeing you there. Be sure you guys vote if, you're, if you haven't voted yet. Yes. Yes. Love you, hearing Mike. that. All right, sweet Michael. We will definitely see you next week. And that concludes this episode of TBD Sportscast. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram at TBD underscore Sportscast. And don't forget, the next Friday at 730, we'll be having our TBD Sportscast College Football Awards show live on Facebook and YouTube. It makes me so sad. I'm so proud. Make sure to go vote. Hit that link in the Instagram bio. Voting closes Tuesday at 11.59 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Joey. And I'm Mason. And this is TVD Sportscast. Bye-bye. Later.